0: welcome to the pints and polishing podcast the most informational educational and entertaining podcast for auto detailers welcome to the community
1: Hi, welcome to the Pints of Polishing Podcast. My name is Marshall Hill, and I'm your guide as we journey through the car care industry. You can find me on most platforms at Total Auto Solutions. If you're on TikTok, find me at Detail Supply App. Best way to get in touch, though, shoot me a text direct, 918-800-1188. Joined today by Greg Masterson. You can find him at Masterson's Wax on most platforms. If you're on TikTok, he is at Masterson's Car Care. Best way to get in touch, Shoot him a call or a text, 562-335-2053. Also joined today by Sean from Orbis X. You can find Sean at Orbis X, Inc. on most platforms. Best way to get in touch with Sean, shoot him an email, S-H-A-W-N at Orbis dot C-A. Gentlemen, let us start by, uh, I am going to be enjoying today. I didn't know we had an original American Mexican lager. I thought we only had Mexican yeah. loggers. Mexican. American apparently, wow. <laughs> apparently, Chihuahua is the original uh, Mexican American lager. I don't know. We got Tex Mex, and I guess we got Mexican food. Now we have American Mexican lagers.
2: Is it, but taste it. Does it taste small and annoying? <laughs> <laughs> it tastes uh, taste a little. Bitter kind of. Because I'm like drinking that. Great Dane IPA. It's big and strong and bold. Great Dane IPA. All right, now, I like today, it. Today, today Greg is enjoying the first pumpkin spice latte of the year. Are yeah. you a pumpkin? You so you go in? Is that you
1: love pumpkin? No, spice? actually,
2: this is probably the first one I've had in like three years. But I was like,
1: wow, no
0: way.
2: Somebody mentioned. Yeah, somebody mentioned. I was like, pumpkin spice. You know, what the fuck? I'm gonna. Usually, I just go straight espresso because we have one here. But I was like,
0: nice.
1: You know, I do do the, I do do the, uh, I can't (laughs) wait, uh, the coffee creamer that they make. You can buy at the grocery store. Have you ever gotten a Starbucks creamer? I buy it because when you look at the back ingredients, it's everything I can read. You go to the ingredients uh, of other creamers, and it's like, shit, I don't know what half that crap is. So, <laughs> nah. All right, so uh, Sean and I wanted to formally uh, tell you congratulations, Greg. Yeah, man. Uh, Thank you. Congrats on the baby. Congrats.
2: Thank you. Thank you very much. Sean was
1: out partying this weekend, apparently, and you were out having a baby. I was the only one doing normal shit, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Cleaning garages, trying to cook some stuff, have a beer every once in a while, you know.
0: Yeah. yeah, well, my babies aren't babies anymore. So I get to roam around now. <laughs> hey, you got lucky. I'm just very tired. I'm very exhausted.
1: Yeah. So, it's, Sean right. and I wanted to give you what not to do as, mm. a, as a father. I'm sure everybody <laughs> gives you opinions on what to do. So, we wanted to start off by saying, Congrats. Thank you. Here's what's not to do as a father. For me, the number one is don't use the butt paste. Like, you <laughs> might be tempted. uh. Uh, my daughters had all kinds of rash, and so we had this special butt paste that we would get. And you oh, know, sure. here in Oklahoma, it can get pretty hot. You can get, you know, anybody ever got that uh, a little, little butt itch? Like a, and you know, like sometimes you get that shaving yeah. down below. You ever get the shaving though? <laughs> no? no shaving. Well, <laughs> uh, in the Midwest, we get shaving, so that butt paste actually works really well. I tried it one day, and it works amazing uh. on it, but you'll get so addicted to it that you'll use it. And then it's time for your son, right? Time for your son to have a uh, butt paste. My daughter's one time didn't have butt paste and I got the look at like, what did you do? I'm like, hey, I, I, I had to use it. It was so good. Uh, Sean, what's your advice on not to do yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> That's a different, hard to talk butt paste, Um am <laughs> So my my biggest piece would be, uh, see, I, I've got two girls, girl children. So it's, it's a little different, my struggles that I've had to deal with. But uh, what I would say is the biggest thing is don't, and this might sound weird, but don't take everything from them. And what I mean by that is our daughters used to chew food, not finish it and bring it to my wife as if it was some sort of gift and be like, here, mommy, you know, and okay. she felt compelled to eat it to make them happy. And so my biggest advice is, you know, you can make them happy in a million other ways. You don't have to subject yourself to every little thing. So so that kind of stuff is, I mean, you don't strike me as the type to do that anyways. However, but uh, yeah, so avoid no, that. No, thank you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. See, yeah, yeah. And, and the biggest thing, just don't drop them. <laughs> oh. Aside from that, kids are pretty simple, you know? So it's, uh, but you're going to feel tired.
2: We got this new thing off Amazon. It's based yeah. off the Mandalorian thing. It, it carries the baby and it hovers. What? Yeah. seriously No, I'm just fucking with you guys. Oh, okay. I was like, like, I'm about to go
1: check Amazon. I'm like, yeah. what the what You had me for a second. At first, I thought it was like a satchel or something. I was like, yeah, I've seen those. And you're like, it carries them and it hovers. I was like, oh
2: shit. Yeah. Really yeah. Came out with
0: that?
1: Like, oh man. Like,
0: well, I've I was seen, seen gonna those be impressed. blimps. Have you seen those that people have the remote control that flies around inside the house? The, yeah, it's yeah. like a little blimp kind of thing. I thought hey, maybe yeah. you had something like that. You could bring the baby like room to room or baby starts crying. You're like, you know what? Get out of here. <laughs> All right. Wow. So
1: another thing that happened this weekend was mobile tech Vegas 2021. Now I went to mobile tech Vegas. 19 was completely shocked at how few people were there. Uh, especially, hey. you know, brands that were only an hour away. So many people that should have been there. Weren't, uh, it was a big time for <laughs> us, uh, we started recording live from Mobile Tech. That was the first expo where we, uh, we took a booth and began to record episodes and had a lot of fun. And that kind of is what resulted in a lot of uh, sort of the community and everything we developed of the community with Mobile Tech. Um, we put out a couple of weeks ago why we weren't gonna be going to Mobile Tech Vegas, pretty much because people had all backed out of Mobile Tech Orlando, and then the SDC was a flop. And, and we just, we didn't think that it would be a turnout and unfortunately, you know, and talking with uh, Sheldon and Mobile Tech, they, were, they weren't excited about it either. But, you know, they were going to press on and, and keep going. Uh, a lot of sad feelings uh, on turnouts. Um, Greg, I know you have been uh, pretty vocal about uh, what your feelings have been around expos, and especially as we now, the last one available is going to be SEMA, but Apex has now come out with mass mandates. Will SEMA also go mass mandates? And there's plenty of people already saying I'm out. I'm not even going to SEMA. So we'll
2: talk, first let's talk about the release of that. So SEMA and Apex both released something and I think you missed out on something there, Mr. Marty.
1: Is
2: that SEMA says that the show is going on. They're gonna have to go by all regulations of the state of Nevada for whatever it is now. I was talking to a good friend of mine, Tommy, who's a detailer over there right now. He runs a little store, uh, called angel wax, a little tiny shop, you know, sells great. Shit.
1: <laughs> Tommy's yeah. been on the, he was on the community pub a couple of weeks ago. We Tommy, Tommy. Yeah, no, he, he, he runs this little shop. Over there. He, he sells good stuff
2: and a uh, cool guy. And, um, he was telling me that, you know, it's just the masks over there. It's it, everything has to have the mask right now. Okay. Now. They understand that. Everybody understands that. Might have to go with the masks over there. But the Venetian, the company owns the Venetian, where the Apex is at, which is a completely different show. They are requiring either negative COVID tests 72 hours before or vaccination proof
1: to enter. That's what it was. That's right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. To
2: enter the show. So how many people will be there because of that?
1: Well, how many detailers? Because I think there's a lot of detailers that, you know, we kind of pride ourselves on being the rough guys out and about, and we're the ones that are making shit happen. And I don't know too many detailers that, uh, uh, that have gotten vaccinated. It's sort of been, I think, uh, kind of something they've pride themselves not in doing. I,
2: I, I personally don't, I think the, the level is low, but not just that there's a lot of international people that travel from around the globe for, um the apex and the sema show a lot a big amount of people and i truly believe man that uh, a lot of these international people are not going to be able to attend
1: well yeah i mean uh, i was talking to julio over at buff and shine they were on the community pub a couple of weeks ago and uh and asked him his thoughts on sema and and he that's exactly what he said he's like listen you're you're automatically 50 to 60% down because there will be no, you have said that, right? We've talked about this a couple of months ago. Like it's been a thing that we've put out. Like it's absolutely right. It was a great insight that you had. Julio had the same insight, like automatically 50% down because there will be zero international travel. It's not worth them quarantining and then going back in quarantine. I mean, that's, imagine that's a complete month of no work. Strictly and just quarantining. So yeah, 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 it's 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 bad, and and I think that the um, I don't know how many people are going to be there. Yeah, he he was saying he thinks it'll go all the way down to probably twenty to thirty percent of, of the original. So it's that... going to be
2: seventy percent down. Yeah, it, it there that is a big thing. I now I truly believe this might this has good and this has bad uh things for. For, for SEMA. There's a lot of good. There's a lot of bad. What's the bad? Um, you can't go there and make deals. You can't go there and close deals. You can't, they're not making business. Like it's a business event. You go there to make business, but as me and you know, and everybody who's been to SEMA, there's a lot of people there who aren't even supposed to be there. They just want to go there for the party. And so they're, they're there with maybe somebody else's badge or like a borrowed badge or something, a whole lot of people. And uh, those people, I think, are are going to be cut out. So it's also going to limit the amount of people that go there. So that means maybe more serious people will be going to SEMA. It won't be as, you know, uh, like I like to say, a big cock fest. whose cocks bigger. <laughs> you know, take out the cock.
1: It's It's a chance, you know, maybe. But then is it going to be worth it for those brands to shell out the hundred? I mean, there's no way that they're going to still do the hundred thousand, two $200,000 boost, right? Like that would be the most idiotic thing to do as a company.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I wouldn't, with maybe I only have, 20 to 30% of the, the people there.
2: I mean, I wouldn't like, I'd rather, uh, um, I mean, not, not have a booth there because <laughs> I don't see great ROI on it. It's, it's yeah. mainly people tell you, you gotta be at SEMA cause you gotta be there.
1: Cause if you're not there, you're square. Well, and the other thing too, what might deter some people from going to SEMA is let's look at what we're already seeing across right now. Like what are your gas prices uh, there in California? $5. five bucks. Yeah, we're we're seeing posts from four up to five. We haven't seen anything up over five though. So- Yeah, it's you know. expensive. And, and and just think about SEMA right now. It's very hard to travel.
2: Like airlines, airplanes getting canceled here and there and everywhere people getting stuck. I mean, I just feel I'm blessed. I live in Los Angeles. I literally just hop in the car, three and a half hours later, I'm in Vegas. Three and a half hours later, I'm home. And it was literally like, just a
1: one tank journey, half a tank there, half a tank back, you know? But- um, Uh, The other part, like, have you seen food prices? So I, this past weekend, so what I did is I spent a fuck ton of money strictly on food, right? Like, go out to eat, you're 60, 70 bucks, go to the grocery store, you're another couple hundred, go out to eat, you're another 50, 60, like, I looked back at my, my weekend, I swear we spent 400 bucks just on some food and we got to go back to the grocery store again. Like it's insane way the way food prices yeah. have gone skyrocketing. The, the prices of everything is going up. I and mean, we've
2: talked about this on several other podcasts, Marty, if people ever listened to us, uh, it's, it's um, uh, we're in hyperinflation, man. It's a, and it, it's a deep hyperinflation. It's really, really big. And you know, a lot of things are going up in price. Uh, and detailers, they should be going up in price too, you know, uh, but something that's good. I know we, because I know you brought that up to me. It made me think, you know, what can I do, uh, to help with this problem? Cause people always ask me, Greg, are you guys going to raise your prices? I get that question a lot right now. Um, but I actually just think it's a better thing to give all of the pints and polishing people a discount. Look, it doesn't work right now though. Oh no, there we go. The pints and polishing, we're going to give you guys 20% off and free shipping over $99 with this code. On MastersonsWax.com. So if you guys want, to, there we go. Sean, welcome back. Do you yeah, guys? His computer
1: uh, had to restart.
2: <laughs> I know, it's crazy. If you guys want to get discount, uh, go enter the uh, the code Pints on MastersonsWax.com and get twenty percent off. And that way you can help fight hyperinflation <laughs> some way, right? Uh, because things are going up in price. And uh, we had a couple of detailers that were coming into our store, and they were telling me that other stores are out of stuff. Yeah. Tire shines.
1: They, they, um, we're stocked up. We're full. You can guys see behind us? We got. We're fully stocked.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Solvents that continue to go up. There's multiple people having problems with containers. Not only it's the metal Ooh, containers yeah. still sh- sitting in uh, shipyards, or just like uh, plastic gallon containers. We saw there was a big release uh, yesterday from a national brand that they're raising 10% across the board. Who was that? Hearing- we're hearing numbers of 15 to 20%. Some brands are gonna to have to increase. Uh, so, you know, we're, we're gonna be looking uh, anywhere from 10 to 20% multiple brands going up- Who announced uh, that? On their, on their cost. Uh, Carpro.
0: Well,
1: wow. let's just be
2: straightforward. Carpro is not a USA brand.
1: Oh. No. Imagine their cost of getting their products over here. And we talked about shipping containers. I mean, either way, there'll be U.S. companies too. I mean, there'll be, you got Southeast Asia companies that are distributed out of, out of, out of another state and, and country, you know, that come here. You've got brands coming from all different parts of the world, you're right. Um, I, there'll be plenty of, you know, American companies that will raise their prices too. It's just all, everything, as we said, inflation, everything is going to keep going up and up and up. Gas prices won't just stay at five bucks. You go to get a steak, it's not just going to stay at twenty bucks or thirty bucks or forty bucks, whatever cho- choice of steak you get, right? It's gonna over the next. This is only fall of twenty twenty one. Yeah. Right. I mean, w- sure. when does it stop? There's nobody. Nobody knows. I you mean, know what
2: bothers me? I'll tell you this. I've noticed this is the one thing that's really bothering me, and everybody that's going to SEMA will see this this year, is that I don't personally I don't mind the price increase yeah things go up things go down it's how it is but i'd rather hmm. have a company raise their price and just raise it up and in, instead of adding more stuff on or writing a letter saying we're sorry we're raising our prices just fuck it just, it. <laughs> just,
0: just do raise it. it
2: just do it yeah. it's because these companies don't have the big enough balls to say i'm just raising it up why is this more expensive because it is
1: but it is what it is. Yeah, it is and what it is. You're either going to buy it or not buy it. You know, Sean, like,
0: what have it's you seen whole... in Canada? What, uh, so, what's the yeah, scene uh, up there? Uh, so it's, it's, it's much more than it should be, considering that we have a ton of gas here. Um, but we send it to you guys to get it refined and then we buy it back like the good Canadians we are.
1: <laughs> so Canada. we,
0: uh, yeah, exactly. So the prices have gone down. Oh, also, thanks, by the way. It uh, took me a minute. My computer decided today was a good day to do a, an update. Uh, so anyways, I'm on my phone now. I'm in my garden right now, but uh, yeah, <laughs> I was doing some gardening. Um, so I've seen prices, prices for most things, to be honest, our gas is kind of stabilized because during the pandemic, it, it went down significantly. It dropped maybe 50, 60% because our government decided they were going to subsidize it to kind of help people over, win some votes and so on and so forth. And then now prices went right back to what they were, plus a little bit extra, right? So obviously, I mean, they got to get their money. Uh, but uh, honestly gas prices have been just steadily increasing it's nothing I wouldn't say it's even pandemic related just going up but the biggest thing for me is that you know people get up in arms about the price of gas and this and that but they'll go into a store and buy a bottle of water 500 you know ml or whatever and (laughs) they'll they'll pay twice as much for that than they will for you know gallon of gas and it's like you know it's just where people's heads are at so I don't know like me I I haven't really noticed anything significant, but I don't drive a lot. So if I drove for work or something, maybe I would, you know, feel it a little more, get angry at the pump. But uh, I've seen the price of other things go up a lot more, like lumber, um, building materials. But it, it seems like we were kind of due for a price increase already anyways for a lot of things, uh, here anyways. So didn't strike me as odd. And, I mean, I raise my prices every year on all of our businesses. Uh, so it's, it's just the natural course of things, you know, things continually – you know, it costs more. And we raise our prices, not due to factors of like, you know, oh, our costs went up or something like that. We raise our prices because that's just uh, the natural course of our business. Um, The whole pricing thing is is a myth. Like we, we, when we start each of our companies, we start at usually a lower price. And then uh, as you slowly start to realize price is a myth and you realize, well, what I'm really selling is value. uh, That's where we start to price things accordingly. Uh, so like, I have a marketing company, we don't charge an hourly rate, a lot of our competitors charge an hourly rate, but we do value based pricing, we assess the project and we we charge accordingly. If it takes us less time to do it, we're not going to penalize ourselves because of our skill and experience by charging less, just because it took less time. It took 18 years, for example, to get the skills to get there to do it faster for you. So you're going to pay a premium for that period. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, so anyway, it's I haven't seen too much uh, of a change here except for things like raw materials like lumber and things like that cool.
1: yeah uh so thinking especially let's think of it as a mobile detailer because you're right if you don't drive a lot if you're a shop guy and you're just going in and back and forth in a shop right your your gas expenses aren't going to be massive but if you're mobile wow mm-hmm. your gas prices just went way up which is a big cost to your business. If you're a shop and, and you're buying some stuff from people that are raising prices, if you're, if you're bringing in, here's the other expense that people aren't thinking of, right? If I'm used to paying 13 bucks an hour, but the people can get unemployment for just a little bit less and not mm-hmm. have to work, then I don't really have a good value at 13 bucks i got to raise it to 15 True. 16 17. you know there's plenty of companies starting to raise their minimum wage hitting almost to that 20 dollar an hour range shop owners people that are trying yeah. to think about bringing in people wow that's a massive expense your labor is always more expensive than your supplies and anything else
0: 100%, 100%. 100 100
1: be that you spend your money on labor more than you spend on anything else. But it, you know we start getting into all these different things that here's this expense going up, here's this other expense going up. You know, why don't you guys share an out of the box idea of how we can help navigate through this? For me, my out of box idea was, well, it's from something I did. So in the last recession, that 10, 11, 12 was when it really kind of hit us and gas prices soared just like they are now. I was driving all around the state of Oklahoma trying to sell products, right? I had just bought, I'd started it out of this uh, Ranger. It was an s S10 Ranger, right? And it had green clean and we were mobile detailing out of it. And, and I was driving that and mobile detailing. Well, you start putting drums of chemical in a small little Ford Ranger, it doesn't do so well going down the highway. And I, I was doing this. And I was like, okay, okay. I, I need to get a truck truck. So I bought a Nissan Titan. Great. Well, hmm. not great on gas mileage compared to a Ranger. So what I did was I got some stuff from, you know, different websites, put it together with a buddy, and we converted my truck to CNG. So while everybody else hmm. was at four and five bucks a gallon, I was paying 80 cents and was able to keep my business going forward because I thought outside the box instead of just traditional ways and thought of something that maybe I could do. So let's do this, Sean. Is there an out-of-box idea or some way that you think that uh, uh, any of the, anybody that cleans cars could begin to change the way they're doing?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And And just to touch on that too, I think there's there's also the in-the-box idea, too, that a lot of people skip over, which is if prices are going up for you, you're not alone. They're going up for your customer as well. And pricing isn't a you problem. It's a, it's the customer's problem. And so what you have to do is break that barrier and convince them of the value instead of focusing on price. Uh, usually someone that's, like, weaker at sales, they try to focus on price, and they use that as the selling point. Uh, but the the out-of-the-box thinking is is to change your conception and you're thinking about price and realize that that's something the customer may come with, but you just have to get really good at battling that and and pushing the value and closing it. So I, I've studied a lot of different closing um, like courses, and I, I won't get into names in particular, but if someone wants to know, they can email me, I'll send them a list. But uh, there's some really good stuff out there for how to push that value on the customer and transfer that feeling so that it doesn't matter what the price is, It's you'll, you're going to find a common ground between what they're willing to spend to get that feeling of, you know, they're, they're getting value. Um, but some out of the box stuff we're doing, cause we do have a mobile unit. Uh, so we do mobile windshields, for example, we don't do mobile detailing, but we deal with the same kind of issues. Uh, so what we did for that is we just scaled back on our radius and then we went heavier on the marketing of people that were close to us. So we're still getting mobile clients, but we're just not going as far And then we just introduced across the board. And as Greg said, like we, we had the balls, we didn't do a big announcement, like, oh, we're going to start charging, you know, $2 and 50 cents per mile. We just did it. And someone would ask for a job and we just told them, this is, you know, what it's going to cost for the convenience of us coming out to see you to do this, this service. And then we would push them on, you know, how fast we can do it, how great it's going to be our warranty for the windshield, that kind of stuff. Uh, But what we did is we just ramped up our efforts in a smaller 10-mile radius instead of what we were doing before was trying to control the whole city. And then we just realized we'll just put all of our efforts, you know, nearby. So it may sound like something that's, you know, oh, that's simple to do. But what we had to do was think outside of the box for, okay, how are we going to ramp up our marketing efforts more, like, locally uh, near our shop? And that's where we started looking at the surrounding businesses that were near us where we were likely to find, you know, commonalities like other shops that make mechanic shops, maybe where they're not doing windshields, still do everything else, partner with them. So we we thought outside of the box like that. I always thought if we had a mobile detailing unit, um, one thing I would do is try and offer like three options. One, you can come to our shop. Two, we'll come to your house or three, we have a central meeting place and maybe work with some shops that aren't doing, you know, certain services and we work together, but say, hey, I can meet you at this shop. And then we try and arrange, we say, we're only going to be there Tuesdays and Fridays. You control your own schedule. Don't let the customer dictate at all times and say, we'll be there Tuesdays. And then you try and stack up five or six cars. So you're making one trip, wash them all in someone else's shop, throw them a little butter their way. So they're happy. And then you're, you're back on the road. So there's, there's ways of doing things like that. And that's how I would tackle it if I was a mobile detailer.
1: Yeah. Smart thinking. All right, uh, Greg, what about you? An out-of-box idea for uh, detailers that are experiencing this massive influx of expenses. What's an out-of-box idea that you think that they could help control it? You know why I love expenses?
2: The exact <laughs> word you just said right there, expenses. Why, and a lot of people are wondering, why do you like expenses, Greg? Because it's a write-off. That's number one it's a write-off. Now I know a lot of mobile detailers, they don't have their business set up properly to be able to take advantage of that, okay? If you are one of the detailers that is listening to this and you have your business in an S Corp or an LLC, heck yeah, you could take advantage of these things right now. And the best thing for me out of the box, right? Is just keep hustling more, and take mm. all those things that are expenses and just pay for them. And you know what I feel is even better? Pay for them on credit card. I think you should pay for it all on credit card. I'll go ahead and break this down a little bit and I'll explain why. Right now, even though things are going up, there's so many expenses that can be run through your business and to counter all of this stuff. Okay. A good one is PPP. Pretty much every mobile detailer should have been PPP and should have got some sort of PPP for them and it should have paid their payroll a significant amount of time and if they were a mobile detailer they could have taken that PPP and reinvested it into their business because it was actually free money that they could have used the PPP if they would have just paid their business expenses it would have gotten free written off for free people got millions on that okay things like that are important I think And I think the best out of the box way is to structure your business properly in these times, because Mm. you're, let's just say mobile detailer, Jack mobile, detailer, Jack is, is detailing, right? Mobile detailer, Jack can write off his gas. He can write off his car, a, a vehicle. He can write off all the tools and equipment and expenses. Um, if he is an LLC, he can write off him paying himself. He can also take money out of his business, reinvest. There's a lot of uh, advantages to that. I know if people are looking for this and they're looking on info on how to do this, you just watch some videos on how to take your business into an LLC or an S corp. I feel like that's gonna help you in the United States over the next time.
1: Okay, that's good advice, appreciate that. Um, I can see what both you guys are saying. Sean, I muted you just because we get some wind every once in a while. So when you're ready to go again, uh, just unmute yourself. Uh, let, me, let me top over to you real quick, though, because I'm guessing, is that a uh, Corona? Are you sipping on a Corona? On a is that what that is?
0: <laughs> so I had a few meetings this morning, didn't have a chance to go to the store. Uh, so I've got Heineken. That's what was in the cooler. So uh, Oh, it's a Heineken. Yeah, yeah Heineken. It's my, my wife's favorite. She likes this one. Um, if I was drinking beer, usually I'm a Modelo guy. Um, hmm. so yeah, I like Modelo and, uh, I like the Modelo Negro too is, is really good. But, uh, my favorites, the Modelo like original one, it's really good, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of a lighter beer. It's nice. It's from Mexico.
1: Yeah. Put that, put that beer up again. I don't remember seeing, I don't remember seeing, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That looks good. I was like, Heineken always has a, like a tint to their, their beer bottle. Yeah. And it's, it's supposedly something to do with the way that they do. Uh, their mixture, and then the way the light comes in the bottle—that's why oh, they no have way. that tint to it. Um, when I saw oh, it, I just saw a clear bottle. I was like, "Wait a second, Canadian oh, honey is yeah, yeah. different."
0: <laughs> it's the Canadian version. <laughs> yeah, it's Canadian
1: version. Um, all right, so that was a good out-of-box idea. One of the things we want to talk, though—I know you—you you guys both mentioned some traditional business theories. Um, you know, one thing that some businesses do is they kind of hunker, right? They, they begin to insulate themselves during troubled times. You know, Greg, mm-hmm. you said push yourself out, go harder. Um, you know, don't, you know, not so much insulate, but go spend and just go aggressive. Sean, I think you said, you know, go aggressive in marketing.
0: But, 100%. You know,
1: it is tough to sometimes keep spending when our expenses continue to go up. Now, the only way to justify what both you guys are saying is if we understand those two-letter word or two letters—I don't know what you call that—two-letter algorithm. No, not algorithm. Uh, anal- uh, give me a help here.
0: Analytics what? formula. Yeah.
1: No. Uh, what is it when you got a word and it means something else?
0: Oh, like a synonym?
1: Not sure. P and L is where I was going with those two
0: letters oh, okay. that
1: translate into you know massive parts of oh, our business. An acronym acronym thank you so much thank you so much
0: yeah,
1: no problem um so okay, it, yeah. it's a it's, it's a it's an acronym for profit and loss um mm-hmm. our expenses continue to go up and then we're spending more so our loss continues to go up um uh, mm. what if our profit stays the same but our losses continue to go up that, that's not a good thing in business so you know, why is sure. it important, Greg, when you think of P L um and and budget or learning PL, why is looking at PL important? You know, looking at look at what he's talking about, everybody's talking about profit
2: and loss. Okay. And it's super important to look at profit and loss where your business is going, where you're spending your money. That's super important. There's only one reason why a business goes out of business because they ran out of money. That's literally the only reason, they didn't run out of people, their stuff didn't go obsolete, ran out of money, okay? And uh, business owners really need to think where they're spending their money, if they're spending money, because if they're not spending their money on their business, Uncle Sam's gonna come and tax it, you are gonna have to pay tax on it. So you might as well reinvest it in a business. I know this sounds very strange, But if I'm running an auto detailing business, I want to be at a loss. Like my first three years, I want to spend a lot of money and I want to be at a big loss, so that way my tax is low. And I'm not a CPA. Don't listen to my tax advice. This is just what I do.
1: I want, (laughs) I want, I want want to be losing money. But you say losing. Hold on for a second, because I just want to dumb it down for some people, right? Because you say losing money, but. I can't operate a business if I'm super small and I'm just me out cleaning cars at a loss, right? Like, I mean, you can't do that, but
2: everything should be going together. uh, Towards that. You should be, if you're a mobile detailer and you really want to go hard, you should be writing everything off, right? You should Mm. be writing everything off. I'll give you an example. Let's say it's one guy, mobile detailer. I believe that you should be writing off your van and, 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 and you should be, um, writing off all of your tools and your equipment. And I personally think also that you should rent a shop. And I think if you're young and you're a guy, you should be living in that shop too. And writing off your living.
0: Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like,
2: I think you should be doing that. And that's where the loss comes down because technically your business ends up paying for your lifestyle. Your business should pay for that if you're working all the time. Right. And, uh, you know, if you're sleeping at your shop, you're saving a lot of money that can go invest to your business, use that to hire an employee, double down, make more money. There's ways to expand like that. But when it comes down to taxes, like if, if you, if you show profit, <laughs> you're going to pay money on that. That's a big way. I would rather run it through my business again.
1: <laughs> All right, Sean, what do you think of, uh, with PNL and why it's important for people to look at it?
0: Absolutely. So those metrics are really important in terms of knowing how your business is doing to make sure that it's actually growing because there's, there's only two States for a business. It's either growing or it's slowing down. Those are the two States. Most people experience the slowing down part. And it's because they don't do exactly what Greg's saying is that they don't, you know, go on the offense. Um, so you need to go on the offense at all times for your business from day one is, is most important because you're going to be reinvesting that money. You're not going to be paying as much taxes on it. So it's, it, it sucks when you, you know, don't get to spend it on yourself Oh, I want to buy myself these new shoes or whatever, stuff like that. But you have to realize that look at this long term and where do you want the business to be? And it, it's like a plant. You have to, you know, nurture it. You have to fertilize it. You have to, you have to do all of these things. The money's much better there than going to, you know, pay for some potholes in your city by way of, you know, them taking the money. That's if it even makes it that far from once they take it. <laughs> but uh, I, I think it's important to look at these numbers daily. So that you understand where you're spending your money and don't be scared of expenses. They're going to happen, but just understand where you're spending it. So you can spend it in the right places, get an accountant, get a business license, be registered. Absolutely. Because you can take advantage of a lot of programs that are out there. You can, you know, uh, these, these tax incentives that you can get that are going to reduce the amount of tax you have to pay. Some more of your gross will go back into fueling your business. Uh, so that's why that's important. But the biggest thing, too, is focus more on the sales side. If people spent as much time and effort learning how to be proper salesmen and women, they wouldn't even worry about their expenses. It it would be like I spend maybe 5% of my time looking at expenses. 95% of my time is on selling and hustling. That's that's where the time is spent, because that's what's going to generate that cash flow and cash flow is king. Without the cash flow, your business is going to be dead in the water.
2: Yeah. You know, uh, uh, Sean, I'll, you know, I'll comment on that for Marty. You know, one thing I, a lot of people tell me, this is the craziest thing. I do not spend any money on my business unless it makes me more money. I won't Mm. even spend a dime. Everybody laughs. They come into my office. I have a pretty cool office, right? Most of the stuff in my office is secondhand, believe it or not. The Mm. desk, the desk, the printer, the filing cabinet, (laughs) all of the furniture. The, the, the chair I'm sitting in, secondhand, bought off Craigslist, right? I bought it all, right? Because all that stuff in there doesn't make money. The only thing that's in my office that's brand new is the computer. That's it. And, and, and everybody's like, really? And I'm like, yeah. Like, why would I spend this money if it wasn't going to make more money? And people got to think about that. What are you spending your money on? And that's why I personally think if you're a detailer, You should be buying the best products that you could buy. You shouldn't be buying little powder to mix up, to make carpet cleaner. You should be buying some really good, high quality carpet cleaner and, and a great tool to do it. And you should be putting it all on the credit card and getting all the points from it and using those points to offset the expenses from your business. And I tell people, everybody put everything on the credit card for your business. Who cares if your company goes out of business, it's the credit card's money. It just disappears. Because of shit?
1: Oops. Uh, I mean, oops, that's kind of, kind of, of entitled to your social security number. Because most people don't. <laughs> most people aren't able to get a credit card tied to their business, EIN. They can't.
2: And it's very easy to do. A lot of people can do it. Anybody can do it. As long as you have a good personal credit score of like over 650, you can get your business a, a credit card for your business. We, all you need is that EIN. And actually you don't even need to have a LLC or an S corp to do that. I've seen people get like $50,000 credit lines on their business with no LLC, no S corp, just by setting up the EIN and asking, get, setting up a few things and, and maybe a two credit cards later, they got $50,000 credit lines.
1: Yeah, but in general, the 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 regular guy, right? We've said it's the easiest industry to get into. So the regular people that get into the industry, most of them aren't going to to get to, I know it everybody always says get your EIN, get your you know, get your stuff set up, get everything legal. Yeah. But at that point I would say too majority, right? Because six fifty on a credit score isn't always easy for, you know, people to do. Um, because maybe they haven't been disciplined in the past and maybe moving forward, they're going to be more disciplined and their credit score will go up. But if they can't, I I would say one suggestion I would have would go into a little bit of that and spending money, right? Like one thing that was given to me early on was some advice that, Hey, if you get cash, keep your cash, don't Mm -hmm. go put it in the bank. You put it in the bank, it gets tracked. Well, you go, Hey, I got expenses and I get it use your cash to pay for stuff that can't be quote unquote written off right so when i go to the gas station right i don't pay at the pump i go inside so if i need something i grab it and then but that I, can be written off right i put it all together with 20 bucks on pump whatever right yeah i keep my cash for if i want to go entertain my girlfriend want to do something personal. I want to go get something, go do something for myself, something that can't be quote unquote spent on the business. Right. So that's just a little bit of my advice for how to handle your cash things to do with it. In case you don't have a credit card that you can max out and go all the way in is don't spend your cash on things in the business, spend it on your personal life. Yeah.
2: You, you know, the better way I do it is make your business, your personal life. <laughs> if you're 20 to 30, make your, I, I believe in making your business, your
1: lifestyle. Your right. Business- but, but hold on. Cause there can be, this is where it gets in a lot of those gray areas. And like you said earlier, we're not accountants. We're not tax people. Ah, we will speak cheap? with somebody. And even in the tax people will have different percentages. Hey, you can only spend so much on your own personal food. Hey, you can only spend so much on this. You definitely got to have a big gray area you got to speak with somebody if you're going to try and do a write-off of your vehicle or a write-off of your house or anything quote-unquote office right i mean there's all you know am i going to do mileage am i going to do all that? i don't know right so go speak with somebody with all the expenses of where they go we're just That's here true. giving our advice from yeah, you know yeah. three <laughs> dudes so you're you're right yeah. greg there you can max things out you can go into like go speak with a financial advisor, somebody that does taxes, somebody that does bookkeeping, put the, let them put you on that 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 and, path. And then stay and that busy.
0: conversation might cost something, but it'll be worth it in the long run because you're going to get the right information. Like here for example, I talked to our accountant when we were purchasing our new car and I said, "What's better because it's being bought under the business, even though it's our personal vehicle?" Um, you know, we do use it I, I'm, I'm the CEO of most of the companies and I'm transporting myself. So no matter where I go, I, I am the company. Um, so I said, it's being purchased under the company. How much can I claim? Should we buy it outright or what should we do? And they said, don't put anything more than 30% down because the first year, how it works here, first year, you can only claim a maximum 30% and then it gets amortized 30% the next year and then 30% the final year um, with the, whatever balance is left. So if I was to have bought it outright, I'm literally just throwing away that extra money. It's it's not going to help me at all in my taxes. But if I also didn't put down 30%, let's say I only put down 10 or 20%, I was still missing out on that extra 30. It would just disappear. The government says, well, you can never claim that now. And I didn't know that without talking to a CPA. So yes. it can yeah. be worth it. It'll help your business. Yeah. And like I'll, we, I'll, give you,
2: I'll give you a good example, Sean, sure. on that one. It's crazy because you know, people are listening to that. Sean's in Canada. Me and Marty are in the United States, right? And you were saying that mm-hmm. your laws are different on the riding off. In America, in the United States, there's a little section in the tax law that says that okay. your vehicle is over 6,000 pounds gross vehicle weight that you can ride okay. off 100% of the vehicle the oh, first shit. year. Okay. No now, way. Yes. Now, a lot of people, some people don't talk about this, but when you go to places where there's a lot of business owners or wealthier people, you'll notice around there that there's a lot of G-wagons being driven. Mm. California, where I live, shitload of G-wagons, right? And the reason a lot of business owners buy G-wagons is because it's over the 6,000 pound gross vehicle weight. So you no can buy way. a G-wagon and ride <laughs> off the entire G-wagon the first mm. year. So if you're a detailer out there that's listening to this in the United States, why are you driving a piece of shit van? Why don't you go out and buy a freaking G-Wagon, <laughs>
1: ride it off the whole first year and tow a little trailer behind it? That's yeah. the best way to do it. I, I right? don't know that Mercedes would let them walk out the dealership with it. I, I just, I don't think so. Yeah, dude. there's, <laughs> go out there. If you got a good credit score and you're a,
2: you're, you're a detailer out there, Get rid of the van you're, you're using, go buy a G Wagon, write it off the whole first year. Boom. It, let's say it's $150,000 G Wagon. Write it all off the first year. Boom. I'm now $150,000 negative. Okay. My business can make $100,000 that year <laughs> and I'd still be negative. Great. Right. And then tax comes off. The next year, you pay no taxes. You got a full write off on a car. And now every detail job you go to, people are like, dude, you detail a G Wagon? Yeah, boss. Let's do your car too. You know, right. it, it, that's that's just that's just an, a, a, a a theory you could do.
1: <laughs> <A theory. laughs> it is a theory. All right. It definitely is a theory. I like it, Greg. Not too often do we get uh hey, go buy a G-Wagon. So I like it. All right, so Greg, something else you've been pretty uh pretty vocal about, as we've talked about multiple times here, has been you know, what do, what do I charge, right? That's kind of been the number one question that you see uh, through the industry. Definitely, we see it quite a bit through the groups. And I mean, especially now that we're talking about gas prices outrageous, we're talking about chemicals starting to go up 10 to 20% from certain brands, you know, expenses are going to continue to go up. So, you know, how do I now, if I've been concerned about what do I charge people I've been concerned with people, you know, questions of when I, I tell people my rate and they go, oh, wow, I can get it down the street, at such and such like, so how do I now start to charge people if my expenses are all going up 10 to 20%? Well,
2: you could raise it up 10 to 20%. You could also work more, but you need to adjust by how much you wanna make in the year. And it's not, it's not that much, let's just say that you want to make a hundred thousand dollars a year. We've talked about this, right?
1: Don't you, buy a G Wagon then, because they're 150. You won't be able to afford it.
2: <laughs> That's all right. You buy it, you like you buy it, you finance it out, boom, you're paying for it over five years, but it's all written out the first five years. It's freaking great. And then and then after after two years, just sell it. Get another G Wagon, right? You know, every business has to operate off debt, but um, Let's say that you wanna make $100,000 a year. We've talked about this. You work 260 some days a year, but you make $400 a day. You're at $100,000 a year. Now let's just say that prices are growing up 20% across the board. And now we need to make $120,000 a year, okay? How many working days, 2022? Let's find out. I'll tell you this real quick. How many working days? Uh, it's 261, that's what we're going by. So. We'll divide that 365
0: by three. for me, but okay. <laughs>
2: 365 in America, we're only going by uh, five days a week and not working the holiday. Um, that, means, that means that you only have to make $60 more in a day, $59, 77 cents in the day to compensate for that 20% increase. And you'll still make the hundred thousand dollars a year after your, your profit increase. You'll probably make more actually. I'm just going off the gross, right?
0: So if you, if you upsold one person every two days, yeah. something for 120 bucks, you're there.
2: No, no, not even, only 60 bucks. You yeah, only no, have to no, no. Upsell... every two
0: days. Oh, er... I yeah, said every yeah. two days. Oh, every, yeah. oh, yeah, every
2: two days. Yeah. uh, Yeah, about, yeah. If you just upsold yeah. one thing, I would like to do it just every other day for the 60 bucks, just upsell a person
0: uh, yeah. uh, uh, just... that one
2: day. I don't think it's that hard to make $60 more in a day. To upsell one guy, $60, it could be an extra job in that week, you know, or it could be an upsell, but it's only $60 a day. It doesn't seem like that much, Marty, you know, to compensate on that.
0: It's true. Um, So I think uh, two things. One is if prices are increasing like that uh, for my costs, then I'm going to increase my prices also, but I'm going to increase it two times that amount. And I'm not going to mention that it's a price increase. It's just going to happen. And what we're gonna do is add in something. So let's say if if my cost on something is going up $25, let's just say it takes whatever we're using for that detail, whatever we're doing for that tint job, whatever it is, it's going up 25 bucks per job. Let's just say. So I'm gonna increase our price $50 and I'm gonna add in something that cost me $8. I don't know what it is, but I'm gonna find something and I'm gonna offer that as a new package, and that's what gets pushed out there. And then as they become comfortable with that and they become comfortable with the pricing. I'm going to offer my original package at $30 extra only and take away that extra. That's what I'm going to do. So I get people accustomed to the new pricing and then I just scale it back a bit. They think they're getting a deal, but I'm still keeping ahead of whatever the increase is.
2: Hopefully someone can rewind that and play that because that's also some good info. They just need to like, I think someone's going to be like, let me rewind that and and figure (laughs) out that setup. But yeah, that's a good way. That's a good
1: way.
0: Yeah, it it works. That's what we do now. And so we had another, so I I rely on windshields a lot because it's actually a lot more competitive where we are than detailing. Uh, Because the detailing, uh, we're one of the top shops just because of our our reviews and everything. We're we're just crushing it. But windshields, we were newer uh, in that side of things compared to a lot of the other guys that were really well established. So we had a harder time breaking into that market. Uh, So it was super competitive, but my competitors made the fatal mistake of competing on price. So they kept slashing their price slightly lower than ours, slashing their price slightly lower than ours. So what we started doing was advertising really cheap prices, really cheap. And then people would call and we would say, sorry, the ad agency we're using made a mistake. And we would tell them what the real price was. But then what our competitors were doing was seeing our ads. They reduced their prices so much, two of them went out of business. They couldn't, they just couldn't continue. So I just waited. And so it was no problem for us. And then we focused on picking up the dealership jobs, which kept us busy on the other end at the price we wanted to. And we just played this little dance game and they they drove themselves out of town. My father always told me, you don't have to be the cheapest in town. Price doesn't even exist. Focus on selling your value and focus on what that means to that customer. Because the customer is not calling to spend $150. They're calling to get a detail. Yeah. Sell them the detail. Don't sell them the $150. Yeah,
2: yeah. I like that
0: there's no shortage of money on this planet none they're literally printing it daily just just ask for it that's all you gotta do <laughs> so
1: i like yeah. you guys thanks so much great information uh greg i know you gotta run back and get are you doing the uh stopping back by and taking care of the kid or, or what's what's the journey look like for you and the the family I'm actually, I'm actually not working for the next 60 days about. I'm just working here and there. Nice.
2: Payment to just do some uh, uh, um, remote work, and we're still doing some great stuff. We're actually uh, completing up the R&D on a new coding system that uses a new type of emulsion uh, that's out there. A lot of the coatings out there, they use a resin emulsion. It's a very old technology. It's from like 2004, 2005, this resin technology. But there's a new type of technology which uses SIO 2 emulsion. And we've been working on this for a while. I didn't want to release this out because I felt like, um, it, I wanted to make sure it was a high performing item, you know, and a, a high performing mm. piece. So we've been working on this for like 18 months and I'm finally wrapping that up. So over the next maybe 60 days, I'm actually going to try and bring this project to a completion and bring it out there. Uh, so that's all I've been working on for the next 60 days, man. I'm just going to uh, be coming in and doing some stuff here at the Find and Polishing podcast.
0: Nice cool. and changing and then, some diapers, the occasional one.
1: Changing some diapers, <laughs> yeah.
0: Changing some
1: diapers. Definitely, yeah. Greg. Don't don't mess with the butt paste, man. You'll get addicted. Yeah, yeah. Don't, <laughs> don't go that way. Just leave it yeah. alone. That That's
0: based. the title of this episode, right? <laughs> don't <laughs> mess with the butt paste. Don't, don't mess me.
1: with the
2: butt <laughs> paste. Okay, I won't. Don't worry.
1: <laughs> All right, guys. Have a great day. That's thanks fun. for your time, as always. Great information out to the community. Uh, we really appreciate everything that you guys do every week. So, thanks so much. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank uh, you. See you guys. Thank you much for listening to that episode. And if you got any value out of it, hey, go share it. Go let people know what you heard on the Pints of Polishing podcast. And listen, if you want to leave us a review, we would love that. You know, five star, one star, hey, whatever you think we deserve. If you would leave us a review. Greatly appreciate that. And thank you so much for being a part of community.